Mom Save America is sponsored by Integration Partners, a nationwide network integrator specializing in cloud and security solutions. Integration Partners, what's possible? <laughs> Mom Save America I'm just is. Thinking about my mom shares. Sorry. That's all right. Mom shares are important. Mom Save America is also sponsored by Plain Jane Designs, a bespoke graphic design artist specializing in all your business card, flyer, and invitation needs. I need a new flyer. We need something to be sending out there, so I got to get to Jane. And plus, I need a summer, a summer, summer logo for Mom Save America. She needs a summer outfit. Yeah, I would like fluorescence or something. No, maybe, um, maybe tan legs instead of blue <laughs> legs. Anyways, if you need a business card, a flyer, or an invitation, please either go to my website at momsaveamerica.com or email Jane at Jane at plainjanedesigns.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to Mom Save America. I'm Tina Graff. I'm Kerry Lucas. Yes. we got to start that because I feel like I announce you that's not a right thing to do. Don't you think? I think it's fine. I know because you don't have to say it. Right. <laughs> we are here today. We are that podcast that's dedicated to mom templating those things that spark controversy, create parenting challenges, and generally make us go, what the fuck? Today on the podcast, Carrie and I are going to mom template the news as well as some personal stories that we will share from the last few days. Why don't you start with our mom shares? Well, I, I have um, well two mom shares, one superficial and one's political. First, my husband and I have turned into people that fight with other people on Facebook. No. Yes, this is upsetting. It's gotten to that. Yeah. This is part of what I wanted to talk about. Like, yeah. we need to be careful not to become those who fight the haters because then we lose sight of what's really happening. Do so, you know what I'm so saying? So here's what happened. Somebody posted on Facebook, somebody um, that we went to high school with, Okay. posted on Facebook complaining that they had just driven by, you know, Nashua, and they had seen several Buttigieg and Sanders signs littering the ground. You mean thrown on the ground or in people's lawns, stuck in the ground? He wasn't clear. Okay. uh, What I took from it is they were... Yard signs that somebody had pulled out and hucked on the ground. Oh. Okay? But I don't know. Okay. Signs littering the ground. And he was upset because he was saying, you know, here these two candidates are running on an environmental platform and they're littering. There's a $500 littering fine and they should be charged. Is Mm -hmm. he serious? Okay. So I couldn't like contain myself. My girlfriend actually, Wilty sent me the screenshot of this person who had posted this. So I immediately try to go on, because I'm going to comment back now. I'm, yes. ma- I'm mad. Yeah. I'm not his friend. No. So now I have to friend this person. Okay. But I have to. Of course. And, this is the um, trouble with Facebook, but go ahead. In the process of waiting for him to friend me back, and end posts a picture on uh, uh, underneath his thing of um, all the trash that's left behind from the Trump rallies, and it's become a huge problem. Uh, uh, we mentioned it for, last podcast. Um, whatever cities they're in, yeah. that they're left to do all the cleanup and the cost and expense of all of that. So he posts a picture, basically saying, you know, Trump rally trash, yes, whatever. And then this kid responds with, well, he's not running on... Um, he doesn't care about the environment. Environmental correctness. Oh, right? my gosh. So then I, he finally accepts my friend request. So then I chime in, well, shouldn't we all be for the environment, even the president? Like, this shouldn't be a platform fucking right. issue, you idiot. Like, right. you're right. excusing the fact that he's littered 
the streets of our nation because he doesn't care about the environment? So then it just becomes this whole war. Then Wilty chimes in with $500. Wow, Trump's really going to have a big bill with all his trash. It turns into this whole thing. And I'm like, what, what have we become? We've become those people who are just randomly arguing with strangers well, the hard now part is, on is Facebook. You, you want to try to at least educate somebody about the other side of it. Like, okay, if you feel like spouting bullshit about these signs in the yard, let's just also take a look at the other side of it. And if you think that the other side of it doesn't care about the environment, do you not care about the environment? Right. Go, okay, we're not asking. Do you have children? Yes, yes you do. Shouldn't you care about the but environment it's the people, in their it's like It's like those people that have daughters. How the hell do they justify Trump's behavior towards women? And it's so rich because I just got finished with... With the last episode of Ronan Farrow's podcast, Catch and Kill, and it, uh, Karen McDougal talks about the lengths that Trump went to to keep their affair secret. I've totally gone off track with the... Um, I get you. I get you. That was sort of our point of posting the picture with all the trash, the hypocrisy of it. The hypocrisy. Like, you're angry that they've littered your community, yet you, it's okay for him to litter your community because... He doesn't care about and the listen, environment. And listen, Donald is literally spreading his trash morally and physically everywhere. The fight against it is what is well, that's interesting the thing, to me. Is then it turned into, well, he has thousands and thousands of people that go to his rallies. What, what difference does that make? So now you've switched from I'm angry that people were littering to at least Trump gets thousands of people to come to his rally. That wasn't even the point of the argument in the first place it was the, the hypocrisy of the whole thing and then it turned into this you know oh what what are the three of you have nothing better to do than attack me on facebook no it, it, you posted something right, right. that's generated a response from people and now you don't want to deal, deal with, with the response, response of it all that's the problem too is but like I, I never thought my life would come to this, is all I'm trying to say. Well, that's... I like to swift through life not really giving a shit about much. Well, And I, all of a sudden, I'm passionate. I don't know what's like happened. like to stay under the radar about things, but we're at a point where if you have any sort of ideas in your head, you want to be able... You want to be able to call people out on it at times. Well, actually, my husband and I had that exact conversation just about we're getting to a point now, like, you know. Old uh, people uh, do. Right. <laughs> and, and now we understand old people. I, yes. I, I'm calling people out on their yes. shit now. Because at times you're just like, you know what? You're it's making not- a fool of me by making me stand here and smile and nod at you. I'm, gonna, I'm calling you out on your shit. I can't do it anymore. And the other thing is we're not embarrassed anymore. You know, kids It's, it's don't, a kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah, kids don't want to, like, make a fuss because they don't want to call attention to themselves. Mm-hmm. I think really what's worrisome is um, we're getting to the <laughs> other side of our life. No, no, Twilight, don't that. And we're still young and we're already becoming grouchy old people yeah so we're gonna have to rein it back in i feel like you're just more confident about what you want to say now and you're like and you're and i'm sort of getting to a place where i care less about what what people think think of me yeah you don't care anything about what which is kind of a beautiful thing and i do remember when oprah turned 50 she was talking about that saying how liberated she felt that you know what i i don't have time yeah. For this bullshit anymore. I just got to be me and go forward. The only problem with that is that there are times, but then you just have to apologize for it. Sorry. There are times where you say something that you might have come out wrong or didn't necessarily 
Of course. So you just have to kind of walk that back. Like poor Oprah was getting, you know, trash for not supporting. She she bowed out of the Russell Simmons documentary or something. Oh, I don't know anything Uh, about this. He he was accused of being like an abuser, and she was on board to produce his uh, to produce the story against him. And something happened. He called her, and then she said, there's not enough information on it. I'm not going to be involved in this. Well, And so she was getting called out on not going, like, not putting, pushing hard against black abusers. So this is interesting because of the Gail King Snoop Dogg fight. Yes. Because um, they had the fight about Kobe Bryant because she mentioned that he had been, Mm -hmm. you know, accused of sexual assault. When talking about his death, and I realize that's a sensitive subject and everything, but what Snoop sort of came back and apologized for, which I think kind of relates to the Oprah thing, is that black women never, they felt like black women never take the side of black men. Right. Like, you never have our back. You never right. support us. And I'm sure they can say the same thing on their side. Well, you never right. have our, right. you know, it's a whole... Right. Racial thing that we can't really possibly understand. But I felt for Snoop about that. Like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. come on, just just have our back and right. realize sometimes women don't tell the truth. Or I don't know what the point of his thing was. Or just just celebrate Kobe's life and don't bring up a past. Um, at, this, at this stage. At this stage. At this yeah. stage. We, we understand. Everybody knows what his history was. Right. Everybody knows that. But... What Kobe Bryant's history was is what I'm saying. But we all also know what transpired in the last 15 years since that right. incident and what he, how he has made amends, how he has lived his life in a different way from yeah. that moment on and how he was a kid. And if he did that, here's the thing. He was never charged. Nothing came of that. Right. So let's just... Let's let that go. Right. He was not... Yeah, exactly. And if, we don't know if that we happened. We don't know what happened. And if the accuser was willing to drop the charges for whatever her reasoning was, let's just let that yeah. be. But I feel like that sort of has something to do with, you know, the along the same lines of the Oprah Russell Simmons thing. Like, have our back sometimes. But, I don't know. But the point is, is that whenever you are willing to post something like this guy on Facebook did, be, be ready for the backlash of or, or the front lash, whatever lashing you're going to get, be ready for it if you're willing to put that out there. Well, and you know what else I was sort of mad at myself about is that... Um, he was baiting you in a way? Not oh. me personally, but yes. Like he was looking for but, some sort of antagonistic response or some sort of pat on the back. Like, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like I feel like... He was out there searching for a connection, whether it was a negative or a positive connection, and we just fed into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Did you see Buttigieg's comments when he was asked if Trump would leave the White House if he won? Yes. Did you see him? Yes. And he goes, well, he can always do do chores if he wants to hang around here. And it reminded me of what you said on the last podcast. It's like, Mayor Pete... He can deliver a comeback in the most wholesome Mary Poppins way. They don't sound like they're getting to him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he I don't zinged, think they are getting well, to him. He zinged Trump back, but not in any negative way. Right. Like, and he's like, zinged, sure, he can stay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure we can find something for him to, to do. do. Yeah. Clean up that orange makeup that's in the bathroom. And then maybe. the other thing is, I mean, obviously, we're supporters of Mayor Pete on this podcast, but I also feel like. 
He's almost incorruptible in a way. Like, what's his name? Bloomberg. Blue Bloomberg. There's coming out with all these, you know, racial videos yes. of him. I want to talk about Bloomberg in a minute, but yeah. yes. And I just feel like, yeah, that's going to wear on people and he's going to fall to the wayside and Pete's just going to keep on Because Pete's too going. young to have any real negative thing have happened to him yet. He exactly. Hasn't, he, hasn't he hasn't really made experienced that much time, right? all that much of life or political office, which right. can be a good thing too. Neither did... Trump. I mean, right. so saying, you know, you have to have years of experience and be a senator and all well, that, that is doesn't not matter. True. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's sort of done nothing wrong. I don't want something to come out on him that's corruptible. I, right. I, I don't want to jinx it because I do agree with you. Whether he's corruptible or not, he has a way, maybe it's the Midwestern way, of zinging you back in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Like when he responded to the comments about Rush, that Rush yeah. Limbaugh that we talked about, he was just like, I love my husband and I'm faithful to him. And on stage, we usually just go for a, lo- a hug, but I love him very much. And I'm not going to take lectures on family values from the likes of Rush Limbaugh. I know. I quickly looked up Rush Limbaugh's history because I was like, well, okay, what does he mean by that? Right. And he's been married like four times. And I, I don't know where these people get off judging other people's character or quality right I I don't get it let's take a break because remember I had to have Jenny check the oven oh no it's at 11 30 and she hasn't it's 11 35 I'm not sure it's perfect delicious well it just doesn't look good but what do you mean it looks amazing oh really it's a char it's like a brownie chocolate flourless cake toothpick came out clean so I Grace wanted to make something this morning I don't know well anyway is she gonna ice it you know I think it's just you put whipped cream on that because oh, I think it's dense ooh, and it's like chocolatey. So I'm gonna eat it now. Please don't, because she's she'll get I very know. upset. When's she coming home? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not good awesome, so I'm just. Wondering. I'm sure if you wanted to take a piece, no, you no, could take I, a piece. You want to have anything important to say, Jenny? I think Bernie Sanders is a nut job. I'll leave you with that. Okay. Uh oh. There's a lot there. Jenny, do you too, Carrie? No, I uh, listen. I'm I'm gonna vote for anybody that wins the Democratic. Elizabeth Warren. Primary, but he's not my first choice. Jenny, let me ask you a question. Uh No, no, I'm just going to ask you a serious question. You have to pay for health care. You have no decent job other than this. I just don't think everything should be free. I I think he's a little crazy, but I do agree the corporations should pay more taxes. Things should be more affordable. Then why did you vote for Trump? I didn't vote for him. You did so. No, I didn't. You are lying. You are lying to my face. Swear to God on my child's life, I did not vote for Trump. You almost lost this job because you told me you like Trump over but Hillary. is that a tolerant thing? Because I have a different view. That wasn't wouldn't have been right to fire me. I am trying to explain to you. No, no, <laughs> right? listen no, to me. This, no, no, listen this to me. This is supposed to be accepting and tolerant of others' views. I, I am so tolerant of you that you have no clue. <laughs> I am just saying what I'm saying to you is someone in a position where I just said I agree the corporations should pay more taxes. But I think it should you, be more affordable. But how will that trickle down to you? Made a, should make it more affordable if there's more money taken from the corporations, right? If it's taken from the corporations, who's where's that money going to? Yeah, it who should, should be spent wisely by the state government for the citizens, shouldn't it? Which would be health care. Yeah, well, health care. I believe in affordable health care. Higher minimum wage. What about free high- this, free that? Oh, you free do. Everything. I don't agree with that. But what yeah, about health more affordable? Yeah. What about what about everyone should be able to get health? What about higher minimum wage? What about? Yeah, I agree. With higher. That too. Like, I just think he's a little crazy, but I agree with I, some I, of that. I'm not saying that he's not crazy. Well, that's what I'm I just said. saying, like in general, you have democratic value side, right. yet. You're constantly... I just think he's a little crazy. But Trump's an idiot, too. I didn't vote for Trump. You didn't vote for Hillary? No. I didn't vote for either one. I think they're both horrible choices. 
Okay, okay but the, but that sad. response is ignorant. Because is what I'm I, trying to say. Vote. Right. Because because who would you, you who would you, if okay if you have a pick of anybody mm-hmm. this time around, who would you choose? No, I have to look into it more. Oh my okay. god. Well, I would. I, I'm I'm busy when working, are, struggling to watch TV. Too busy to watch. TV. <laughs> You're full of. <laughs> Ah, oh, Christ, my blood pressure. All right, let's just move on. I want to talk Bloomberg. He's got all this money. Wouldn't it be more productive and beneficial if he took his millions and started using that money to do the things that he wants to do as a president? For example, if he wants to fix the schools, give a several hundred million dollars to the South to fix up their schools or several more hundred million dollars to rebuild roads and infrastructure. He could actually do it with his money instead of just spending his money on advertising to become president. Okay. Well, I, in his defense, I think he thinks that the candidates put forward are not going to get the job done. I know why he's running, but why is he taking, using his money in this way? Anybody that's running for the highest political office in the country has to, in some sense, have some sense of narcissism in some way to think that they're capable of doing this job better than anybody else in the country. There has to be some sort well, of it's a confidence. It's yeah, not, I don't. Because I, I, right, I don't mean it in a negative yes. way. I'm just saying there has to be some sort of drive and competitive spirit that they want to. Well, Bloomberg win. obviously thinks he can do it because he he was running New York City. I mean, basically a small country on its own. So right. I, I understand why he thinks he can do it. If you're a billionaire, kind of reverse lobbying in a way. Yeah. Like instead of taking money from these people because he doesn't need to give the money to the people that you are trying to win their votes Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying buy their votes provide a service to these people schools education environment clean up the water in freaking flint michigan do something with that money and that will be like wow he came in and actually solved a problem. Yeah. And yeah, he could throw money at it, but he chose to throw money at our problem and not at three, four private jets that are whatever. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? I know. And there are so many. Am I like wrong in thinking No, this I way? get what you're saying. I, I, I don't know why that doesn't happen. I do think he's doing some of those things. But I know I, he I was doing a lot of, of that. reverse lobbying and all that. I, I just think I'm onto something here. Listen, it's a possibility, and and not all billionaires are that generous. I mean, Jeff Bezos just came out this morning. What did he, he say? He's going to donate ten, um, ten billion. billion to environmental causes. Okay, but you saw that Hassan Minhaj episode too, where it's like a lot of these people do that just to move their money around, and a lot of yeah, times and the money doesn't end up going where it's supposed to go. Part of avoiding. Paying taxes. taxes. Of course. It's all avoiding paying taxes. And my thing is, is if Bloomberg is running for office and thinks he can do a good job, start right now. Start fixing things right now with your money. Now you said it better than before. Sorry. If you can do it, do it right now. Do it right now. Yeah. Start fixing. Go into the state legislature of Mississippi, Alabama, some of these places where the education... New Orleans. Oh, my God. We, we watched a documentary on yeah. New Orleans. Yikes. And donate yeah. the money directly to, her, to the state government that they can now, like give it to their bottom line budget. 
and say, with this, the stipulation is, you know, 10% has to go to education, 10% has to go to new roads, new infrastructure, 10%, whatever it is. But then you're also, so if you're doing that, he's having faith in, um, let's say, the Mississippi government to handle that money properly, too. Of course. Which is, of course, it's just all a but you can't, thing. you can't get anything done without any money. I mean, we just picked that at random. A lot of advertising would be free for him if he was doing those things because. Well, they say be- that about you know Trump when he ran, he hardly had to spend money yes. on advertising the because news- the news media was so infatuated with his ridiculousness that right. they put him on TV every day for free. Right. And I'm saying do something positive with that money mm-hmm. and you'll get on TV for free mm-hmm. and you won't need to. Okay, let's it, write let's write to him. All right, I'm going to write to him. All right, that was my thing about Bloomberg. Do we I don't want to talk anymore about well, I'm sure politics will keep coming back. Can I just tell in. you yes. a, a, a mom shares a, a, another mom place. share. Yes. A little lighthearted mom share. Yay. So I ordered we're obsessed with shapewear. On this yes. podcast. Oh, you ordered the skims. I'm I ordered so the skims. I'm that I haven't gotten to them. Okay. Do you well, like them? Okay. No. Oh. Kim, K, I don't love them. Okay. What did you order? I ordered two things. I ordered um, the bodysuit. That's what I want. And then I ordered um, the bodysuit with like the shorty shorts mm-hmm. attached. And was going to figure out which I yes. like, liked, felt, whatever. Are, First they, of all, are they expensive? Because I, I... They were like... No, like not spanks. terribly. They were like $70 for okay. each piece, which right. wasn't horrible. Um, so I sort of inferred... Not that this is, you know, who gives a shit? But this is my own personal review of skims yes. for everybody out there waiting to get them. When it said skims... I was thinking... Um, second skin. Second skin, lightweight. Yes. Um, not that heavy yeah, boa constrictor it. feeling of like your typical Spanx. Yes. And the I didn't like the material. Oh, okay. It was like a little bit thick. I felt like when I put my clothes on top of it, it didn't, um, it wasn't silky feeling, yeah. like uh, yes. over like a silky bra type top or something, kind didn't of lay well. stuck to it. And it was, when I took it out of the package, I was like, oh my God, like it was so tiny. <laughs> it was like a seven-year-old's bathing suit, is that's what it looks like when it came out of the package. Right, right. Tiny. Right. And yes, I got it on and it was fine. It was not for me. It was tight. And I ended up returning them. Did you get the wrong size, maybe? No, no. It, they were the right size. Okay. Um I just didn't like the the material was too thick for me. I wanted something to feel smooth, right? And it was too constricting. It was it was trying to shape your body into a sh- in a shape that shouldn't be. Yeah, right? and it was also like um, a little bit long, like long in the torso. Okay, so, so you when had too I too much too much fabric in the torso. Yes. Okay. So when I returned it to Nordstrom's, the Nordstrom lady was but, like, "Wait, they have them at Nordstrom's." That's where I ordered them oh from, my Nordstrom's. Gosh. How do I not know They don't this? have it in the store. I ordered okay. it online from Nordstrom's. So when I returned it, the lady was like, wait, you, you have no idea. People call here every day wondering if we have this in stock. And, and she's like, you're returning it. And I was like, I would have yeah, tried it before I, you returned I don't. it. And the other thing is, like the crotch area yeah. is like a solid crotch. Oh, it's not a hole. No. They said, she was just talking about something, how she regrets putting 
like an opening. I'm like, why do you regret that? You it's can't like a, um, a flap over. Yeah. So oh, no, the, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So you still, I mean, yeah. yeah sorry. You're getting just, pee yeah. all over your hands. Yeah. So I mean, no. So you have to totally no, that's... disrobe to go to the bathroom. It takes and then like, by the time you get it back on again, you're sweating and the night's over and you've missed the whole event or whatever you were trying to go to in the first place. So people out there, I was I not a, a new, fan of the skins. I bought a new version. I heard about it on the radio on, on my new favorite morning show, Michelle Collins. She's on Sirius. I know you don't listen to her. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to call in so mm-hmm. that I can get Mom Save America a little nice. plug. But she was doing a review of, she said she loves Skims. And she also mentioned another brand called Leonisa, which I had never heard of. So I went online. I'm like, oh, I'm going to order one of their bodysuits and check it out. And it was a shorty bodysuit, mm-hmm. but it had the boobs open. So you put it on and you hook it underneath and then you zipper it. So it's really like a corset. You're zipping it. You're zipping it. The zipper is underneath this flap, so it lays flat. Okay. But in order to zip it... I'm, I you took, need assistance. I took my life in my hands, yeah. trying to not pinch my skin yeah. so deeply. And once you have it on, there's you no feel- bending over at all. You oh. cannot even bend over. First of all, if you want good posture, this is the this is the product for you because you have to be upright. If you try to bend, you're going to so crack you're a wearing rib. this to a standing event only. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. I felt like whoa. Seriously, people had to live in these yeah, things. Yeah, think about that. Day Every in, day, in. zipped up or tied up tight in the back. It makes me feel um, claustrophobic, like I'm suffocating. Well, it was it was hard to breathe in this thing, to be quite honest. I didn't necessarily dislike it, but I thought to myself, you can't sit and drive. You can't drive a car. Because even the thought of sitting down in any respect was difficult. Okay, this is what we need, we need to tell our kids. Like, I know we are always telling kids, you know, that's not reality and these people don't really look like this. But along those same lines, they were talking about Kylie Jenner and yeah. Kim Kardashian at the, I don't know if it was the Oscars or Grammys. Okay. But they were unable to sit down in their seats. Because of their outfits. Because of their outfits. Yes. Okay, that, this is not, so it was only, and I love them. Yes. Um, but um, my point being... It's only to walk in and get your picture taken, and then you can't even enjoy the event or the moment that True. you're in. True. I mean, would they have to stand in the back till well, the show's the thing. over? It's like I thought to myself, or change as I put this thing on. What could I actually do in this? Nothing. Nothing. I can't. You'd be like a statue. Anything. Like hello, hello. Like turning all in one piece. Maybe you get used to it. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I could wear it long enough to get used to it. But. I'm I'm ready to just let it all hang yeah, out. Yeah, except it's, what God's yeah, given. Yeah, it's so. All right, this is my review. That B, was your B review. B minus. Nuts. Yeah. Um, Sorry. All right, let's have another transition because last week we discussed Jojo Rabbit in relation to the Academy Awards and how we thought Jojo Rabbit was a really well done movie. We had yet to see Parasite, which won the Best Picture. Since then, we both have watched Parasite. And while I want to discuss some of the larger themes in Parasite without revealing any spoilers, I want to go back to the way satire is depicted in movies for a second. When you want to be satirical about something, you're trying to highlight something in a funny way that shows something negative, right? Like mm-hmm. back in the day when SNL was, uh, when Tina Fey was doing the Sarah Palin skits, mm-hmm. you almost like Sarah Palin because Tina, because you like Tina Fey, even though the reality of Sarah Palin was incredibly scary, right? Right. So it was almost backfiring in a way. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. as I thought about 
Jojo Rabbit, of course, they're not trying to make Hitler likable. But in a way, he was likable. Well, they're coming at it from a different and, and I get that. And I don't I, I don't want the movie to change. I'm just I was just crying trying to say, well, he couldn't make a movie about Trump and his cronies in the same way. Like you you couldn't have had the little boy wearing a MAGA hat with Trump posters all over his room and Trump is the imaginary character, right? Cuz that's what you what he was trying to say. Okay. I get that. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I, well, I wonder how that would go. I think if you were not for Trump, you would see the satire in it and think it was very funny. Whereas if you were a supporter, you would not see the humor in the satire. You're not going to think that's funny if that's who you're supporting. Only after the fact, only when the person can't hurt you anymore, can you do it. Right. Do you I, know what I'm yes, saying? Like, yes, yes. We can do that. Like, they could not have made Jojo Rabbit after World War II. I mean, it wouldn't have been funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. And I think, like, we can't... Like, even Vice, the movie Vice about Dick Cheney. Oh, yes. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's years later. Not that many years later. But you make this kind of movie about... Dick Cheney making making fun of George Bush. Interesting that you've brought that up because I didn't think that was funny. Like, so I, I mentioned not. to somebody and they were like, well, it's satire. It's not all those things happened. And I was like, really? I didn't think it was funny at all. Like, too, too soon for you. Too, too, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. And my point, again, is like, you have to substitute the little MAGA hat wearing kids for JoJo and Trump as the imaginary yeah. figure. Mm-hmm. And you can easily do that. Mm-hmm. And lovable. At the same time. And lovable at the same like time. Like we were finding Adolf yes. lovable and funny. And Hello, you consider- Donald. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you? Yeah, right? I mean, right. You'd find Trump very lovable but in it's that a, role. It's, it's a timing thing with satire. Yeah. It's a timing thing of how you figure out when is it okay to make fun of something in the way that you want to educate somebody about how how bad something really is. Well, this is what I'm wondering about with your reference to Parasite. Were you viewing Parasite as a satire? No, not at all. Parasite is a different approach to educating you on ugly, terrifying matters. It's a dark way. There's nothing funny about Parasite, mm-hmm. but they're, it's the same kind of message they're trying to get through to you. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not paying attention to what's actually happening, but it's happening around you kind of thing. Right. Well, you, I can tell you were disturbed by I Parasite. I was really disturbed. I actually stopped, I stopped watching Midway and walked out. Oh. I know. Sometimes I need to take a break during these darker movies. But the plot, to go back, the plot of the movie is such that a very poor family starts to infiltrate a wealthier family through becoming their hired help. And then literally shit starts happening. You know, and not to give anything away, but the way that the the kind of thing resolves itself at the end was the kid saying, I- I've got to be successful for myself. Mm-hmm. i got to do this for, on my own. Instead of leeching. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but I think that's interesting that you're you're calling it leeching. They are in a um, poverty-stricken place that they can't get out of. I think that's part of what's going on. I don't want to get off on a whole political no. tangent again, but I think that's part of like the, the hate. The Bernie Sanders people. Yeah. Like, I, I'm doing everything you tell me to do, and I can't get ahead. get ahead. And I think that those people were sort of in that situation now i think they they were willing to they were willing to kill their own kind to get ahead 
Yeah, you're desperate. Your, your basic needs aren't being met. Yeah, you're willing to cut the throat of somebody else so that I can have your job. If that's what it means for my family to eat. Then we're yeah. all morally corrupt. Then yes. the whole thing is morally corrupt. Yes. Except for the blissfully happy, successful family that got taken advantage of terribly. My point about then, the two movies yeah. was I felt like, wow, like I loved Jojo Rabbit so much and I was like, I can't believe the creativity and yes. everything didn't beat anything else out. And then when I watched Parasite, and it is a foreign language film, I thought the storyline and everything was so unique. unique that I, first of all, I forgot that it was subtitled, like halfway through, I'm I'm so yes. in, I'm not even aware that I'm reading anymore. And I was like, yeah, that really was a great movie. You, you've it's said it before. It's not a happy movie. No, you've said it, it before. Like it's not, and you understand why Quentin Tarantino liked it. It's a really oh, good movie. And t- oh, even if you take apart the darkness of it, the um, other thing that really kind of bothered me and, and sort of hit home with me is like what you're willing to go along with as an employee of somebody. You well, know what I mean? Like he's he's degrading himself and demeaning himself and his family for employment for this wealthy family. What was he fam. degrading because the guy said he smelled? And he's dressed in an Indian costume and he's going to jump out at the party and they throw the party at the last minute and of course even though it's a last minute invitation they all know that we're required to come no matter what no they were getting paid overtime he's like we're going to pay you well to come to this party yes but there is no other option you're coming that's it you're coming i felt like they were degraded quite a bit well i saw more mutual disrespect situation on both sides i think each group had things that they just truly disliked about the other and there was a complete breakdown of honesty respect and any sort of value i read a book when i was um in going to college about um domestic help yeah and um oh god we got to get jenny back in. yeah it was really interesting (laughs) it was about domestic help and um sort of the social norms that go along with that and what they're saying to the people and what they mean like it was something about the help if they were alone in the house the heat was turned down to you know 60 but there's still a human being in the house they're not even being valued as an important person and you know what i mean like little things like that come in here for a second oh no No, this is important do you feel devalued at times (laughs) Especially when I text you in the middle of the night and say, why didn't you fold the clothes or something? <laughs> well. No, I mean, that, not, those not things de- happen. Yeah. Not devalue. Maybe like I think you overreact sometimes over small things. Yes. But then I can see your point also where you're paying someone, you want it oh, you're a certain way. Right. So I see both sides of it. Right. And I also think that the two of you have a... Um, Different, different yeah. relationship. Like, if you do she, that... She can take things out on me and I'm not going anywhere. And if, Jen, if Jenny <laughs> says, Tina... Fuck off. Yes. She's yes. not losing her job. Yes. I mean, I there's sort of that. that. But you know what I mean. Like, close. I could say to her, to you're, you're <laughs> acting irrationally or calm down. Oh, I would try, but I always, always would use humor to diffuse something. Okay. The point is, this but is yeah, not a typical domestic help relationship. Right. But in I general, do you job. think, like, now, there's this, aware, there's this lack of awareness from wealthy people that they, they could not understand 
the it's like white people's problems, like the plight of someone of the problems that you face. And there's this real discrepancy about how we kind of communicate with each other. It's separate from you and me, obviously, but I think too a lot of times it's mm-hmm. easy to lose touch with the general fight the struggle. Right? Yeah. Like I don't yeah. think people are doing it on purpose. Like the woman But some people are. Some rich people don't really give a crap. They feel they're higher than them and they're lower than Yeah, really sure. Well, and that's in the movie. The, throughout the whole movie, you, you notice all the stairs in the movie. Like, there's staircases yeah. everywhere. Every time, the, the help is, like, going down the stairs because they're at the bottom. And these yeah. got, people are on the shiny hill. And the rain runs down and the sewage runs down and everything is shit at the bottom. And the people at the top have, like, this shiny, happy... But also, in, in the movie, I didn't find the couple, the wealthy couple. I didn't find them. Disre- they, were, they were kind. They were kind. I thought they were kind, too. Well, yeah. Oblivious may be kind, but oblivious... Oblivious. But oblivious. But that, and they say that, like, she's a simpleton, the, yeah. the, the woman who's yeah, like... Yeah, she has no idea what's going on in the Nor does she world. want to know. Right. Like, she doesn't want to ask questions about what would be going on for somebody else that's not in her status or whatever. Yeah. So she could care less about that. I don't know. It was, it was, it was, it was a good movie. It's worth Tina's really good. She's watching. always caring, giving, like... Little extra things for me. Or she, I'm at Wilson's. Do you need anything? Or, yes. You, know, so you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to cut. No, that you're really good about that. Enough. But sometimes she'll take things out on me, or overreact, and I'll just take it. <laughs> Usually, if I overreact, it's because something happened. Well, well, maybe you're pissed off about other things, so I'm like an easy target. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe you just broke the vacuum again, and I'm upset. Mm. Okay. The bottom line with that is, yeah, the parasite was was well done. It was the dark side of trying to get a message across versus Jojo Rabbit, which was more of a comedic side to get comedic satirical side to get things done. All right, we're going to be try to come back with a coffee cruise crush. Stay with us. All right, well that was interesting with Jenny. Yeah, we're back with a coffee cruise crush. Don't know what to do about it. Maybe we can do things like health related. Um, I think this. So, just quickly touching on this issue one more time about you know um, class struggle, being a class struggle, and sort of being oblivious to the whole thing. I was um, a nanny for a family in California who was wealthy, and um, they were nice, kind people, yeah. and they had had the same housekeeper for a very long time. And this woman worked every day and had her had a family of her own, but she was there seven days a week till like seven o'clock each night. Mm-hmm. So that you know that's a long time yeah. to be with somebody. And I was in my twenties or whatever and I had um, cleaned out my closet. So I brought the, my bag of clothes over to the housekeeper because I knew she had younger children. Yeah. And I said, I don't I don't know if you want any of these right. things, but if you don't, I'm going to drop them in goodwill. I figured I'd yeah. ask. Let you go through them first. And she cried. And she was like, I've worked here for 15 years and they've never offered me anything of Augusta's before. That was the little girl. Like, so they, so, you know, I mean, then they were spending a fortune on this child's mm-hmm. clothes and you know burning through them and I don't know where the clothes were going yeah. when the child was done with them but these were not unkind people and they just never even considered saying hey you want any of this stuff we're about to chuck yeah. out it yeah. was just like almost in a way of you're not even what would you possibly do with nice things like this 
in a way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. No, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, it's the relatability factor. Ellen did that whole show about, you know, her new stand-up was called Relatable. Yes. And, it, and it's like, to a degree... I mean, we joke about white people's problems or like, oh my gosh, I even have a cleaning lady. Mm-hmm. Just even saying that is right. like a ridiculous thing to begin with. Like, right. I didn't have that growing up. And the, we, the point is, everybody has a story. Everybody has their own problems. Mm-hmm. Everybody has um, value. And why do you think you are more valuable if you have money versus somebody And I think, that- too, along the lines, if, if this person had... Um, let's say, felt comfortable enough in a way with their employer to say, oh, hey, what are yes. you, you going to do with her yes. things when you throw them out? I'm sure they would have been like, oh, but take they them. Yeah, they but didn't it think, never yeah. even occurred and to them. And that's an interesting thing because just like Downton Abbey, you know, like you feel like you're in a spot. Exactly. You cannot, you cannot. You wouldn't even dare. dream right, of right. saying, could I have... But in order, to, in order to get yourself out of any situation, you have to be willing to either make a fool out of yourself in asking or, you know, go that extra mile to do something, whether it's good or bad, I guess, to get something. And- yeah. Well, this is why we're in the um, socialist environment that we're in right now, because people have had it. People are angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The gap between the wealthy and the poor is so vast. Mm-hmm. Both sides can't relate mm-hmm. to either side. But in the end of Parasite, the solution was go to school, get a job. Not and yeah, and, I have to figure. I gotta figure I, this out. I gotta out. figure this out. Yeah. Now, if he ever is able to do that, we don't know. We don't know. But the point is, is I think back to a political standpoint, like there is no middle class anymore. Right. I'd rather try to find a solution to get a strong, robust middle class where teachers can make a good living. Mm-hmm. And and if you want to go and, and, and be a rebel and start your own business and, and do all that, then great. Mm-hmm. You have that option to do that, but you can still make a very good and, and go on vacation with your family and have a cleaning lady once a week if you wanted to as a middle class person. But we don't you, have that. The bottom line is if you're if you're putting in 40 hours a week worth of work, right. you should be able to earn a living wage doing right. so. So okay. anyways. Anywho, right. on to Coffee Cruise Crush. If we can figure that out. Okay, well, we could do like poli- best political comebacks. Like who's quickest, you know, with the burns? Like, uh, although Trump is the hands down winner. In a, in a childish way, though. In the fourth grade yeah. come I mean, Minnie Mike, I mean, uh, yes, I know. it's funny, but why are we laughing at that? That's and just... why does it matter how tall he is? How does that have any relevance on how well he would run the country? Sleepy Joe? I mean, there's it's so unintellectual. <laughs> Low oh energy God. Jeb. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. right. right. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's funny it's because funny. there's a truth in it. That's why it's fun. Yeah. Because... That's the satire. Yeah, because Bloomberg... Because Bloomberg is small. Yeah. So, okay, calling him any mind. Low energy Jeb, he was was low energy. Orange Dom, I mean, all... Oh, I know. It's really... Shouldn't throw stones in glass houses, but he's doing it. He doesn't care what the comeback is, because it doesn't matter to him. Um, We're stuck. We're stuck, stuck, stuck. Um, I'm making an executive decision, and we're skipping the Coffee Cruise Crush today, because I can't think of one so with that said as always who knows what the hell this is going to sound like at the end but we're going to get there thanks carrie thanks everybody we're out of here bye Bye, wilty